With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Am I going to need more than one beer for this evening? Or do I need a whiskey or something? stronger because i've got a feeling this could be a big one i'd normally start by saying good evening it is the evening i can't well it is okay evening everybody who's decided to tune in it's a dark day those of you watching on youtube will see that i'm wearing all black to signify the death of england's white ball, whatever it has been, a disgrace. First off, I'm just going to run through what we're going to talk about tonight. This is going to be a much longer episode than the normal 15 minutes. This is probably through the dissection we're going to take part in, going to be a bit more like a normal length episode, but we'll try not to make it boring. So has our white ball era of slight dominance already passed? Butler, leader or loser? Mott, too much too soon? Where do we go from here? Who's going to retire and who's going to replace him? Or is it easier to ask who will play in the next one-day World Cup if there is one? And then, my own thoughts, England in this tournament have been completely devoid of a plan, an alternative plan, an ability to adapt with the ball, an ability to adapt with the bat, fight, grit and character. So, there's a fair bit to get through. No doubt Simon will have plenty of views, as will Eugene, and we look forward to sharing them with you. So. Where do we start? Robbo. I'm, I'm going to chip in. I'm going to chip in. I'm just here to mediate between English cricket and Jono and Robbo tonight because, yeah, I think, I think what Sri Lanka provided for us tonight was a very, very good all-round performance. Not that England played very badly. and They might have, depending on whose opinion you ask for. So, yeah, I am looking forward to chatting to you two tonight. But, yeah, I'll let you kick off back with that with Simon. I was thinking earlier today... I've just said this a second ago, but I was on mute. Not to the same extent Jono was. Is this, I asked myself the question, is this England's worst ever World Cup showing? And I, I was hard to find one that was worse. I was hard pushed to find one that was worse. As we discussed the other day, 
I think this has been a bit of a throwback to 2015. You look at the selection stuff that we've done before. So, yeah, I mean, if you want, to, if we want to go through each one of Jono's individual points, then I'm sure we can. Like, yeah, yeah it's not we could great. do. You, t- talking about throwbacks, you know what this this series of England. I know in the preamble prior to us doing the Cricket World Cup dailies, I said I don't think England are going to make it. You two looked at me like I was a a, a thicko. I just felt yeah, sorry, sorry about I that. just felt yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. not, I get that look a lot. I am um, I just felt something of the ashes circa when KP that that whole ashes series. That's the way I felt with this one day side. It just didn't feel right. And I think I said it, you know, people getting dropped, people getting replaced, certain people not being picked. Everything just felt so unorganized, you know. England playing their B-side against Ireland. It just felt wrong. Was that actually their B-side? I mean, could they, <laughs> would, or have they decided? Yeah, do, you, do you reckon they it. were luring everyone in? Do you reckon that's their side going forward? And they thought, we've got fuck all open this World Cup, so we may as well start <laughs> them off against Ireland. Rather than just giving them four years' worth of practice, we'll give them four years and three months. I did not expect that, rather. Holy shit. I mean, this could be genius. If somehow Matthew Mott is still in a job in four years' time, could that have been his greatest decision? Right. Well, look, let's let's <laughs> let's start there then. Matthew Mott, too much too soon. Great record with the Australian women's team, which is kind of hard to lose with them. Was, was the job? Yes, they won the T Twenty World Cup, but is this is this too big a job for him? I'm never going to sit here and call for anyone to to get sacked or or like that because I, I don't think that's fair. He's been appointed with a job to do and whether you feel, you, you can say a lot of things. The one thing I will say is England have played looking nervous, looking apprehensive, looking like they don't really know how, what they're supposed to do. And whilst everyone can be put under pressure and put in a situation when that is the case, it's down to the coach and the captain to make people feel like the pressure is lifted from them. And for whatever reason, this England team have looked at all times like they have the weight of the world of responsibility on their shoulders, which couldn't be any different from how the test side has played. It couldn't be any different from how they played four years ago. So something's gone wrong somewhere with that. Whose fault that is? I mean, you'd have to... It's the coach and the captain's job to to put the players in the best position to perform. And they haven't looked like that. So is he out his depth? I don't know. Is it just the fact that we're an aging side that's coming towards the end of it and it wouldn't matter who the coach was? I, I don't know. I don't know. What yes, do you think? Yes, food for thought. Yes, food for thought. I would argue the same about the test cricket side at the moment. Are they an aging side? Have they, you know, but yet Baz McCullum gets such an amount out of them, and yet they are one of the best test sides in, in test cricket at the moment. I think Stokes has a lot to Mo- do with that as well, though, doesn't he? Like, you know, but, he, he's in, he, but he's in the side, right? He's in, he's in the 50-over squad. No, 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 no so, I agree. So how's he not influencing that? Well, the, I, one of the other questions I asked was, Butler, leader or loser? I think, you know, I, we obviously talked to a lot of people about cricket and about what's going on with this England side. There are a lot of people that see, and re, you know, I've heard, Butler referred to as a, as a bit of a wet flannel on a number of occasions. You know, comes out and he's got the nice voice and this that, and the other, but he never actually really says anything. It's like that. 
it's complete chalk and cheese listening to him versus listening to Ben Stokes talk about, you know, how they're proactively going to approach games and and go out to win and stuff. It it just screams. And we've all talked about this before, 2015. It's just that kind of negative, not having, there's no clear focus or plan as to how they're going to go out and go about it. Like, you know, Eugene and I were talking off air before, Robbo, saying we got to, what was it, 38 without loss, looking pretty good, balls flying everywhere. Bairstow should have been out first ball of the game, but mm-hmm. the Sri Lankans didn't review it. Then Root gets out, and it and it, it just seems to throw absolute panic through the entire camp, and then they lose all sense of any kind of whatever they thought they had to begin with. I, you know, but so you know, you, you know at, the beginning, at the beginning, you mentioned all of the different options. I don't think they went through any of those A to G options when they were batting or bowling, by the way. Right. You know, what was the plan? What was the backup plan? What was the iteration of it but there was there was just there was one there was one gear and that's go yeah i don't think there wasn't a i don't think yeah i don't think the reason there was been that as a plan if that if that if that was their plan they wouldn't have selected david like yeah there seems to have been but isn't he our top run scorer in the tournament yes but and that's ironically because when he has batted he's given himself a chance to get in yeah he got out today playing a shot that he plays every other ball in one day cricket, he tries to run that straight ball down to the man, he's nicked it. Yeah, he's going to get out like that. But he, what seems to have happened, and you say that as soon as Joe Root got out, that installed panic, the way Joe Root got out, well, he was panicking. He was absolutely petrified. Like, there's something that's gone off there. He smashed it to point and ran. Mm. That is, yeah. We, we, we talked about this at the start of the tournament. The, the two things for me that show signs that something's wrong in the camp. One is fielding, and England have been poor in the field. The second is communication and running between the wickets. You, you think you think about all, all the sides that we can we can speak about. You, you think about like go through back through times when a side has been poor or a changer has been a bit broken. Fielding goes to shit, and there will be runouts. Because and it, and the thing is with that, these the two guys running there have played cricket together since they were ten. Yeah, yeah. they've played every year, every age group, most of the games they've played together. If one of them has been playing, the other one's been playing. So, the fact that something is going on between them two, yes, sometimes these things can happen, but that shows that there is something not right behind the scenes. There's a, a pointer. Like you say, for you to have a backup plan, you've got to have a plan. Like that's plan B comes after plan A. If there is no plan A, then you, you're pissing in the wind. And I don't think we ever will know. We ever will find out what plan A was. And I, I think you're wrong. I think Butler was when Ben Stokes took over from Joe Root as the test captain. It couldn't have got a lot worse, mm. could it? It was. I mean, we've won one in 758 test matches. We got beaten by the West Indies in the Caribbean. Looked like we were atrocious. So for Stokes to walk into that job and go, right, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. Baz McCollum comes in. Joss Butler, completely the opposite end of the spectrum. You've taken over what was, at the time, comfortably the number one one-day side in the world. Comfortably. And what everyone was saying, it wasn't. it's not just as being English that was saying that other than maybe a few Indian fans, because God forbid Virat Kohli is not the greatest cricketer to ever walk the planet. But they were, everyone was saying that is 
people are talking about being one of the best white ball teams of all time. And squ- never mind team, squads. Josh Butler's come in and Matthew Mott's come in. And whether they just think that it could have carried on, it was the wheels were just going to keep rolling and nothing had to change, that we didn't have to assess situations and conditions, I don't know. But something has happened that means the players now look absolutely petrified. You look at you look at how Harry Brook, Harry Brook plays, for example. He goes out in the test side and has got no qualms about it. even that innings when England got bowled out of Lords, but to the short ball. This it was like right, we're gonna learn, we're gonna look, we're gonna go. This there's just been no learning. Just on that route run out, did you see that the same almost happened to Stokes later on when he was batting with Bearstow, but he just made his ground? Basically basically to the same fielder as well. You know, it's just there's obviously something going on that we don't yet know about. Probably, as you say, probably never will know about. Next question then, I guess, on the, the Baz McCullum thing, do we think had Baz had taken over as test and white ball coach that we would be faced with this situation in this World Cup now? Yes, I think he still would have. I don't think, maybe, let me rephrase that, maybe. And there's a reason because like the selection, I just, I haven't got the selection. You know, you've got arguably the best white ball cricketer in Tom Curran in the country at the moment. He's sitting here in England at the moment. And I'm talking based on his, his performances at Surrey on a flat wicket. I get that. Do you think, and I don't mean to digress and change the, the, the topic here, do you think that the wickets that England have been preparing on, they're just used to the test wickets that they've been playing in here through the summer, which are these flat roads, and they can do absolutely anything they want to the ball, where well, today whatever. it was arguably doing a little bit more. Other sides have scored big runs in this tournament. England haven't. But that's because they've given themselves time. Yeah, Robbo said it a million times. But it's interesting what Robbo, sorry, when Robbo's talking about we wouldn't have picked David, like if there's anybody in that squad for me who will allow them to get, give themselves time and the only one of our lads who's got 100 is is david and i think you know we talk about the the south africans and why they've done so well you know how many times have we spoken between the three of us on the different nights of doing these world cup dailies you watch south africa they get to 20 overs yes they've been two down once but a couple of times they've been haven't lost a wicket but they're about 120 and that that is their platform and then it's like right well, now we go here's a question who, who do you think england's top two scorers are so we got Milan. <laughs> Close. No, it's it's the other slow run scorer, Joe Root. So he's only scored 175. David Milan scored 220. Both of them played five games. One average is 44. The other average is 35. That is in the top 25 of this Cricket World Cup. Not the people that smash the ball a million miles. I, I'm, I'm not saying that David Milan's not, not played well, nor am I saying the way he plays is wrong. I'm, I've, what I've said all the way through is the way he plays is right. However, the way he plays seems to go completely against the apparent plan that mm. England had. And you look at people now on social media, they're saying, if, and not just on social media, highly respected journalists are still saying now the one person we need to change in the batting order is David Malat. Because it will then give Joe Root, it would then give Johnny Bairstow the chance to get himself in rather than like had Jason Roy go in early goals or Phil Salt, which, and I'm, I'm standing there going, I, I, and I, I respect every single person, the, the, com, like the commentary teams and the people who are reporting on this World Cup, fantastically knowledgeable people. 
However, sometimes I will stand there and think, are they watching this tournament? Are they watching? Yes, it's all well and good to see how a person normally plays. Yeah, the fact that Rohit Sharma's number one, Klassen's up there as a leading run scorer, De Kock's up there as a leading run scorer, is how they normally play. However, they haven't played like that in this tournament. Mm. So you can't you can't just stand and say, I think the way David Milan has played is the right way to go about it. I think if David if if we'd have had if David Milan keeps playing and you look at our five six we means John you did it last night, who do you want coming in at four five six seven, four five six seven? If England if an opposition if if four five six seven are coming in after thirty overs with that England side, Stokes, Butler, Livingston, Ali I'm sorry, but it, yes, you, you would say on the Huge basis runs. of this tournament, there's probably Classen, Maxwell in this tournament. Miller's not really done massive amounts of tournament. He's done bits. But then the guy from New Zealand who bats in the middle order, who every oh, time good. I forget his name, Mitchell. Oh, Daryl Mitchell, yeah. Like, yes, you'd probably say, but you're telling me that you wouldn't want them at four, five, six, and seven in a, in a World eleven normally? Come on. Like, yes, they've, they've not been informed. But they've not been informed because... They've been coming in after eight overs. Yeah, yeah. How much then do we think that something that, you know, we, we're all agreeing that we think there's something going on behind the scenes. There's some Ill unrest or something. Something's happened. What what could that be? I know we're hypothesising, but is it a bad egg in the camp? Is it internal arguments? Is it, you know, people not being happy with the coach? Is it people not being happy with selection? Is it people being not happy with the squad? Like, I mean... It could be any of those things, right? Yeah, I think there seems to be a level of confusion. And I'm not saying it's... I, I don't think there is a bad egg because I think this side, is, this squad, has proven that they are as together as it gets. Again, when you... when you, One of the things you mentioned was like, in, the, in a chat today, earlier, do, do it look like they care. We, like, these guys care. They're professional sportsmen who want to be the best in the world. They care. And they want to get there. My question is, and I'm, is is there something within that environment, whether that be there's something happening or there's something not being put right? So, and I don't necessarily think it's an individual. I don't think I, I think it's just the fact that there's been a change. These guys have got older, and nothing has proactively been done to try and adapt. At the end of the day, that that's as much on the players as it is the coaching staff, as it is the management, as it is everything else. You can't sit here and praise the players for the test side and how they've they've changed things around and all this kind of stuff, but then not say it's partly on the players when things don't change, when things don't develop. So I don't think it's through lack of ability though, Robert. No, I think no, 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 all no. of these I, players not, I don't think it is at all. And maybe maybe we're answering the question by by asking that and, and saying that is Maybe it is, as Jono said, a lack of direction and a lack of rudder from, you know, the, the coaching staff and, and the captain. I mean, is, is maybe Joss Butler not inspirational enough and doesn't he, you know, fire up the lads as much as he should have as maybe, maybe Ben Stokes does and, and Baz McCullum do compared to Matthew Martz and, and Joss Butler? You know, I'll put it this way. I've got an opinion and this is Eugene's opinion. I don't think Matthew Mott's going to last post-World Cup. I think I think somebody else is going to come in. I just think he's not he's not the right man for the English job. I don't think he's done very well since he's come in. I might, and again, that's going on gut feeling instead of statistics. You could pull up his stats and go, well, do you know what? He's only lost two games in the past. But but 
it, they seem very, very undercooked for this World Cup. The lack of preparation is done. Is Owen Morgan going to give up his cushy sky job to step into that breach? I think his name will definitely be on the list at the minute. Like, obviously, there's a lot of other things that are going to go into that. Is it very soon? I mean, is he is he doing exactly if he was to come into the coaching job? If if he wants it, if the terms are right, he's got a young family, everything else. At the end of the day, he's a bloke in his late thirties who has got a lot of the world at his feet in terms of a, a commentary gig and a family and stuff that he's trying to manage. So there's a lot to go into this decision. However, this is basically him taking over a side at exactly the same point as a coach. He took mm. over as captain 10, eight years ago. So He's done the interview already. He's, he, he, yeah, <laughs> whether he's... And for the last two to three years of that, you could argue he, he was basically coaching them anyway. Because he, mm. he's playing, well, yeah, he, he showed up for a game here and there and, and whatever, but he, he was the guy running it without, he was kind of like a, a non-playing captain almost. He was, mm. yeah. he was the first one to drop down the batting order. He was the first one to move himself around. He was the first one taking himself out of the firing line. And that's not meant in a negative way. That's meant in a terms of pushing someone else into a job to give them the chance. Because he knew that he would, well, should be able to turn it on as and when it counts, as we saw in yeah. multiple games when he did that. I think he'd be favourite if he wants it. Why yeah. would Why would Baz McCullum not take on the one day job? Is it why maybe did he, he not doesn't take want it on to? When he first came on, family. I think family commitment. It's just not wanting to to yeah. be away from family for to do both. Yeah, yeah. makes all, sense. All year, basically, which I which I agree with. If we we'll we'll come back to the to the Morgan thing. I think I agree. I think if he wants it, the job the job will be his. But we know that English cricket is a funny thing. You know, I wouldn't be surprised whether we think it's the right or the wrong thing for for Matthew Mott to remain in his job. I personally think, you know, you see in football all the time, don't you? The the book stops with the manager. And I think that in this case, as much as I like Josh Butler as a player, I think that maybe the captaincy is weighing too heavily on him. And I'm not sure that, you know, when I wrote the question about Matthew Mott too much too soon. I think that's probably my opinion on him is that it is too much too soon. Just going through the squad now and their ages, right? So as in who who's going to be around for the next World Cup? And I think there's probably three, maybe four. Butler is 33, Ali 36, Atkinson 25, Bairstow 34, Brook 24, Curran 25, Livingston 30, Milan 36, Rashid 35, Root 32, Stokes 32, Topley 29, Willie 33, Wood 33, Wokes 34. So if we go through them one by one, by one Butler, no. How oh, well, old? But, what, Butler 33? 33. It'll be 37. It's not going to happen. I don't know. I, I could narrow it down easy. I think the thir- older than 33, no chance. 30- Stokes has retired once. He's not going to do it again, even though he's 32. No, I'd, yeah, Stokes, Stokes, no chance. But I think in general, thirty-three plus got a chance, especially with the likes of Root. Me too. Yeah, that I think they've, if they want it. The thing is with Root as well, with the fifty-over stuff. If it does happen, Root's not really getting the T20 gigs. He he did. He's not that type of player. So, like, is he gonna? I mean, he might get a job in the commentary box somewhere for all we know. Who knows? So, but. I think he's got a sniff. I think the 32-year-olds have got a good chance other than Stokes. How many of the 32s so, were Willie, they? Willie, 
So he doesn't even have a white ball contract. Well, he doesn't have any contract, Willie. Why would he get another gig? Yeah, Rune Stoke. So Willie's 33. He'll be bowlers 30. 30 I don't, I don't think the bowlers. I think the batters are 33 and, and stuff. More. Willie Wood and Willie Wood and Wokes, two are 33, one's 34. Reese Topley, 29, unfortunately made a glass. Rashid, 35, no. Milan, 36, no. Livingston, 30, possibly. Curran and Brook, you'd say, would be around at 24 and uh, 25 yeah. and 24, respectively. Bairstow, 34, no. Atkinson, 25, yes. Ali, 36, no. Butler, 33. No, probably. I don't. I don't think he'll be playing one day cricket. I think he'll probably play T Twenty no. cricket. But who replaces them? I mean, it, it's interesting that you said earlier about Robert about the the side that played against Ireland. Is, is that the next England yeah. team? You know, yeah, it is. And which is, and they they openly admitted that before. Right? You had Zach Crawley saying, "Yeah, we want this to be our aim is to make sure this is the twenty twenty seven World Cup squad." Mm. So, yes, it is. Can is there going to be someone that comes into it, a dasher, a, someone that's 16 now that pulls up at 20 in four years' time? And probably, yeah, possibly. Riyad Ahmed, someone like that. Obviously, I mean, he could, looking at it, you're surprised he's not picked, got picked for this one. But you've, yeah, like, it wouldn't surprise me if that that was the kind of next squad they're looking at. Current probably, what, 28, 29 now? He, should, he, he will certainly be. It, it should have been there. He'd be in the mix, you'd say. I, I just back to you. you I, I don't like the idea of we're getting into this football mentality of someone's been in the job for twelve months, fourteen months, and that's it. He's done. While he, it looks like there's been some flawed decision making, I think whether he's given a chance, I don't think he will be. But part of me thinks he possibly should be. He has proven that he can coach winning teams. He has proven he can make players who are while under pressure play to the best of their ability. He did that week in, week out. At the end of the day, that Australia team were always under pressure to perform. They were always favourites. And him as coach, again, we don't know what roles other people have been in. That got it, got got them there. There just seems to be with this squad at the minute something that's not working. So I wouldn't be adverse to him having another four years or whatever. I don't think he'll get it, but I wouldn't personally be adverse to it. And then, yeah, you look, I mean, we've got some talented young cricketers coming through. The fact that Harry Brook's not been the one that got left, gets left out. Incredibly talented cricketer. Phil Salt, you, you look at these guys that have potentially made it. Will Jacks. You, you've got guys that have got talent. Sam Hain. These guys are ridiculously talented cricketers. I mean, Ben Duckett yeah. is one that played in that. <laughs> I nearly said Will Jefferson, and that would have been a blast from the past. But I mean, the other <laughs> lanky opening batter, uh, Zach Crawley, is clearly a talented cricketer. Mm. Yeah, you know we are. We we, we sort of you know I, I totally get we're talking about the flaws of England, yeah. But we need, we do need to raise a little bit about the to talk a little bit about the Sri Lankan performance. I mean, how good were they with the ball? You know, I mean, first of all, you're talking about aged cricketers. Angela Matthews rolling out at 2022. That's his age, not the year. And then playing as well as he did. He's late if it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Has, he hasn't actually played one-day cricket for Sri Lanka since 2020. Yeah, He just always seems, he loves playing against England. He's got a brilliant record against England. Hmm. And he's still a hell of a cricketer. He'd be a good club but, pro, wouldn't he? 
Oh my word! Would you sign him? I mean, if if he rocked up and was doing a job working on the uh, on the London Underground Union, would you say, "Yeah, come and play for Twickenham"? I know you're not allowed to pay anyone. Hundred percent. I mean, well, I mean, five overs. Would you, would you have him two for fourteen? Two, five overs, two for fourteen every day of the week. I don't reckon. I don't reckon I mean, he'd manage it on the green though. On the green and get packed. But he'd be deadly on the green. <laughs> he wouldn't because it's never yeah. green. No, it's, um, it's Twickenham Brown. No, Jed, I mean, then the, the yeah. I mean, the batsman did really well too. Oh, look. You know, um, Nasanka, um, Samoa Rikwa, Rikwa. Samoa Rikwa. Yeah, yep, him. He he also batted very well. He's, you can't pronounce Petlakwa. I can't pronounce that. So we're all good. Yeah. But yeah, he those two I'm were, were very, very good. Yeah. Oh, we can't pronounce <laughs> a lot more names than just Petlakwa. Yeah, I mean, they were, look, England gave themselves a chance. You know, two early doors looked like they might be able to fight back. And then, you know, those two just literally stubbed the game out. I mean, 25 overs, game done. It nice is a wall of getting one of the match as well. Absolute hiding that they have given England. Very, in yeah. completely the opposite way that South Africa gave us a hiding. And I think that's what makes this, <laughs> this one even more demoralising is all the mistakes that England made against South Africa, winning the toss, choosing to bowl first, not selecting enough bowlers, like the bowlers you did select are made of glass, like reduce the amount of batting. You thought this game, oh yeah, they've gone back to it. I feel a bit sorry for David Willey at times because he just seems to be the person that when the shits hit the fan, they go, "Er, mate, yeah, you have a ball, you have, you have a go." <laughs> a bit like Johnny Bairstow used to be. Like we'll find we'll find a bit for you, and and he just he keeps rocking up and never for me never ever really lets anyone down. Like, yes, he's potentially a little bit limited with the ball, but you, if you're going to say, he's, if, if part of me was going to, someone was going to ask me, he's going to be bad at number eight all tournament, you go, yeah, sound. Like, that's a decent number eight. But yeah, the fact that we tried to remedy the South Africa defeat by bat, bowling for, by batting first, I know we'll set a score, we'll, we can dominate this Sri Lankan bowling attack. Not so much. That's I mean, you said a score. You said a score. Uh, yes. Yes. It was yeah, we just got bowled maybe out. We got bowled short. out by Jono. Jono Matthews. Trucking in. Them Trucking in. Stop, hey, don't, right. Don't start coming about me, about being slightly overweight. I wasn't. I've, I've compared you to a professional athlete, trucking. Jono. Trucking. Yeah, he is not in. an athlete. Trucking in. Trucking. No, trucking suggests something else entirely. And I'm not going to have an argument with you tonight. But leave it out. Right. Yes. So I, I do have John, one question. John I am. Very well. He did. John Abel very well. Just quickly, quickly focusing shortly on Superbrew from, you know, from the previous round. Bumble, oh, Wellow, and round. Anthony Gaylin. Yeah. Oh, please, please wait your turn, sir. Uh, unfortunately, Smudger was, Smudger was the, the wooden spoon holder. Now, there has been a hyheneous crime to the highest order, Your Honor. Is that the same as a heinous so, crime? Yeah, hyheneous. Yes, a it's the same as involved in a heinous crime. Yeah, it's an it, African hy- heinous hy- crime. Hyenas. <laughs> I mean, crime is there. I hate to know what a heinous crime is in kill. Africa because literally anything goes there. There's no exactly. crime off um, There were there were two members of our 52 large group on Superbrew that chose Sri Lanka to win today. The first is a very good friend of ours, Greg Nielsen. The second is one of the hosts who is currently doing all sorts of fist pumps here 
Mr. Simon Roberts. You know, Simon, talk yeah. us through this. Well, I know what I'm on about, don't I? I, mean, <laughs> I know what I'm on about. Well, you, the I, only I, thing I, I got wrong you know, was the margin of defeat. Yeah, that's true. You didn't. It wasn't big enough, was it? Yeah, you did. You did. Which was a, I, actually, um, I thought England were going to get 210. That was going to be the issue. I see. You, you are now in 33rd. So you have risen highly up the ranks. By three places to thirty third, so well I did, played. I so, did but yeah, have a, it, a terrible round two, or round you three, did, whichever yes. one the last one was. Round three was the last one. Yeah, yeah. shocking. I think there's about twelve rounds in Super Brew, right? I mean, God, <laughs> I can't. Six, yeah. I mean, I heard, I heard Alistair Cook on the radio talking today about the the length of the tournament, and if Alistair Cook, the man that has faced more balls in cricket. Then any other human being is saying that the tournament's long. It's probably long. Yeah, yeah. This is insane. The fact that we are only just, we're just over halfway through the group games. We're nine yes. months into this tournament. <laughs> I mean, the Netherlands started this tournament in June in June 2022. Yeah, they did. I mean, this is in, this is bonkers. Hang on, so did South Africa. South Africa to qualify well, too. By the way. To be fair, Thank that was the West in, when the West Indies tournament finished, and and to be fair, England will be out of the twenty twenty seven World Cup by twenty twenty four. So it, there'll be no change there. No. Yeah. But it is a very very long talk. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Jonah. Close us off. Don't know what to say, really, other than it's the hope that kills you. Good night. It, do, it don't it don't kill you. Don't think you've got any. <laughs> no. I mean, look, Come. we. I think every I think every England fan was thinking, do you know what? There's somehow somehow we'll come out, we'll have a real good result today, we'll beat India, we'll dick the Aussies, and then we'll beat Pakistan, the Netherlands and Pakistan or whatever whoever it is. I can't remember who else we got to play. Uh, but you were just let down again, you know. It's it's a shame. It's something that as English sports fans we're we're kind of used to. And we just have to suck it up and, and, you know, pray that it gets better next time. So, you know, the fallout will be what the fallout will be. We certainly won't know anything until after the tournament and probably a little while after that, you would expect. But, yeah, just a, a shame. A dark day. A dark day. But I've got, I've got a couple of yes-no questions for you. Oh, go on. Do England now be Australia and India? No. Yes. This next one isn't a yes-no question. Who... Is your tournament? There's a reason I said yes, because South Africa needs to make sure they get into the semis. <laughs> I think they're in, mate. I mean, that was going to be another slightly longer-winded question. Do you think the top four is now done? So Eugene and I went through this earlier, looked at all the remaining games for the current top four. I have got New Zealand to get another four points, South Africa to get six, Australia to get eight, and India to get eight. I can't see India losing a game in the entire tournament, and which would then pitch. India against New Zealand and Australia and South Africa so, against each other. So I think it's India, India beat New Zealand in the semi and then I think it's a toss-up between the other two. So I think it would be in India versus Australia or South Africa final, which is a bit different from what I said last night. But... Hashtag maths. Done that. We've done the calculations. Yeah, we, we've actually done a bit more calculation than my just hodgepodge last night. <laughs> yeah. I think so. so I, the, the only reason... You're going the only India, reason we did India the hodgepodge is I was worried about that South Africa were playing against India, and I was like, well, that's not going to happen. We need to finish somewhere else that doesn't play India. I think India have got a, a, a shocker in them. Hopefully it's a semi-final, right? Well, well, Robbo said last night New Zealand are going to win the entire thing. So, 
And well, I still, there you go. That might be the shocker. I think in a one-off game, uh, I, and I hope, I hope it's, I hope the semi-finals aren't like the games that have been for the rest of it. I, I honestly now, I think with the way the group games are, they're not going to be close. My only hope for this World Cup is that the last week is interesting, because other than England being an absolute shambles. And some of the middle order batting slash India's top order. This has been comfortably the worst World Cup to watch I've ever watched. And that includes 2015 so I, when watching England was like having someone pull ball bearings out of a foreskin. Mm. Like, so unfortunately, Rob, I've got bad news for you. I've done on. the, I've done the, the look at it. So South Africa, Pakistan, Australia, New Zealand, India. This is their last game. South Africa play Afghanistan last. Pakistan play England. That will be a half-decent game. Australia play Bangladesh. New Zealand play Sri Lanka. And India play the Netherlands. I mean, besides besides Pakistan, England, the rest of them, you'd argue, should be relatively straightforward games. So I think so the results will be done you, by So then. what we've decided is you pair doing this podcast for the next two weeks, and I'll come back in for the semi-final. I mean, I have got some catching up to do. <laughs> but Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but your team are doing well, you. You play Pakistan tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to be a cracking game, that I am looking forward to it. Yeah, like all the rest. I am worried, though. I think, we might, I think we might lose that one. But yeah, it's just, yeah. No, the only I, hope I, I that think, you've got, well, the only hope Pakistan have got is that their seam attack decide to rock up. Yeah, I, I've predicted that you're going to win, so there's every chance you might lose. Right. This is why I kept saying, I actually got a, a, a text message from our, <laughs> one, of the, one, of the, one of the loyal listeners to the podcast, Adrian Dawson, who said, Unfortunately, the box have lost. I mean, why? It says Jono supporting them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Dorse. Yeah, Christ, I forgot. I forgot about Dorse. I also love New Zealand. I'm, I'm very much a, a, a fence sitter. A fence sitter on for the for the World Cup final on Saturday. Yeah, I, I will be as long as it's a good game of rugby and enjoyable to watch. I really don't mind who wins. Sorry, Hitch. it's pissing down with rain. It's not going to be a good game of rugby. No, we're not. And South Africa haven't picked a back. Because it's pissing down with rain. Have you seen the we squad? We have picked one I mean, back. Not that we're experts yes. on rugby, but they've picked. Oh, they've done a six-one split. Six forwards, one uh, back. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's seven-one. But yeah, oh, seven-one split. <laughs> Imagine being that. <laughs> We've got one that has to stay on. He's <laughs> just looking over, going, "Hang on a minute." What, what do you mean? If somebody well, breaks mate, down in the backs, sorry. One. If two people break down in the backs, a forwards in the back line. Think about that. When you've just done 80 minutes, when, you, when you're 70 minutes yeah, in, yeah. you're getting subbed off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you're Corby into the back now. Off you go. go yeah. <laughs> go and take on. Go you on, even Estevez. Get yourself on that wing, Captain. Yeah. Oh, dear. Right. Uh, gentlemen, I, I feel like I'm really contributing. I've, I've just been sitting here miserable for most of the last 40 minutes. Said a lot People will be able to see that on YouTube, Jono, which is good. I'm yeah. quite liking the new YouTube channel that we've got going on. By the way, if you haven't figured this out, we've moved to YouTube because Google Podcasts is going to be dying to death. It's something that's been discontinued. So yeah, go and, go and check us out um, on YouTube Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yes, you can You can do that. Chono has yeah. absolutely no interest in anything <laughs> right now. I, I just, honestly, I just want stay to be over. But yes, gentlemen, it's nice to be back, all three of us. Uh, just a shame about the circumstances in which it's arrived. Tomorrow, I'm, I'm okay. Can... Perfect. Tomorrow <laughs> will be, I imagine, myself and Eugene, because I was with Robbo yes. last night. 
and so yeah hopefully we'll 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 all be a bit well robbo and i'll be a bit upbeat next time you hear from us we'll be pissed on saturday (laughs) we will be pissed on saturday i am definitely doing tomorrow because saturday yeah different conversation yes i think i'm I'm going australia i'm going to finish it yeah i'm going for breakfast beers on saturday just 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 about three from friday yeah exactly Lots of love. Thank you for joining us again. And uh, yeah, Eugene and I'll be with you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.